I always try to be a good role model for, for you know, those girls who are pursuing their dream, not just, you know, being an NBA dancer, but, you know, just anything. Um, but yeah, before my time, like late 90s, early 2000, um, there are like some Japanese NFL cheerleaders, NBA dancers before me, and then they really inspire me. You know, like, oh, they're Japanese, like born and raised in Japan, but trying out for what? Like NBA and NFL team? That's crazy, but they did it. Um, so if, you know, I don't have those role model, I probably didn't, you know, never thought about, you know, just, you know, come here and try out. Um, so I'm thankful for having those role models. And also I, you know, I'm trying to, do the same thing for next generation. Welcome back. You're listening to the Real Issues, Real Voices, Real Japan podcast by Japan Forward. Here at Japan Forward, we bring to our audience issues that are of real importance in and about Japan from the perspective and context of people inside of Japan, as expressed or captured by them who truly understand the nuances of culture, issues, and current events. In today's session, we speak with Kei Hirata, who is a longtime cheerleader who worked for the NBA's Oklahoma City Thunder for six years on the team's dance squad. She first joined the team in 2011 and has just completed her second stint. Originally from Chiba, Kay was also a cheerleader for Nippon Professional Baseball's Chiba Lotte Marines and the ex-league American football team IBM Big Blue before pursuing her dream of being a cheerleader in the United States. Let's listen in. Thank you to our listeners and followers for joining us again for our Twitter space. Every week we're seeing more people join us for this live conversation and appreciate it very much. Before we get started, let us introduce ourselves. For anybody unfamiliar with us, we started Japan Forward in 2017 with the goal to reach global audiences, sharing stories, opinions, and editorial content from Japan. Our mission, shared by our supporters and followers, is to raise awareness of the Japanese spirit, culture, and tradition. And now let's introduce some of our editorial staff who are in the Twitter space today. Maybe we can start with Ed. Hello, everybody. I'm Ed O'Devon. I'm sports editor for Japan Forward and our sports site, which is called Sports Look. I've been with the company for since May of 2020, and we're trying step by step to build up the sports with more variety and a lot more coverage. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Ed. And then we have Mr. Go with Susan next. Um, hi, Kay. I'm Susan Komori, and the other half of my life, aside from in Tokyo, is spent in Washington, D.C. So I'm very excited to hear about your future. I'm the, um, the senior editor for Japan Forward, and I also uh, work with Ed on uh, editing his pieces every now and then. Uh, and we are really looking forward to what you're going to tell us, and so are our listeners. So go for it. <laughs> Okay, and thank you to Ariel. Um, hi, uh, my name is Ariel Buzetto. I am a reporter at Japan Forward. I have been since 2018. Um, I cover a variety of things now. I mainly cover politics and society, but uh, during uh, the Olympics and Paralympics, uh, I helped out with the sports uh, sort of coverage. And uh, I was uh, very 
I was always so moved by all the sports stories and, you know, like writing profiles on athletes and so on. So uh, whenever I get to cover sports, um, it's always really, really fun. So I'm really excited to participate in the Twitter space today. Thank you, Ariel. And finally, I'm Galileo. I've been working in Japan for since 2017. I host this um, Twitter space podcast and also... Um, I'm going to work with Ed a lot more closely in this second half of the year as we try to upgrade or I just put some power and energy into our Sports Loop um, website. Um, and today, our guest um, for our Twitter space is a longtime cheerleader, Kei Hirata, who worked for the NBA's Oklahoma City Thunder for six years on the team stand squad, originally from Chiba. Kei-san was a cheerleader for Nippon Professional Baseball's Chiba Lotte Marines and ex-league American football team IBM Big Blue before pursuing her dream of being a cheerleader in the United States. Kei-san, welcome to the show. Thank you, Galileo-san. Nice to meet you, Ariel, Susan, and Endo-san. You know me already. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me today. Um, my name is Kei. I... Technically, a former NBA dancer, I returned all the uniforms and then uh, my last day of the contract was a couple of days ago. Um, I had amazing uh, season with the OKC Thunder. Um, now I'm trying for a Washington Wizards dance team and getting ready for the audition. And yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this today and I can't wait to chat with you guys today for the next like 30, yes. 30 minutes, one hour or so. Yeah, so we'll have some questions about cheerleading and I guess I have some questions about well-being um, and our team members have prepared some. But before we get into that, uh, we noticed you had a tweet about your health recently. So we wanted to ask, how, how are you feeling? Are you feeling better now? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank how's, you for how's, asking. How's uh, yeah, it's just, it's been very busy um, taking care of myself, getting ready for the audition. Also, I was um, being involved into a uh, Thunder Girls audition process, helping um, the director. Um, and that's kind of something new to me. Uh, it was like a learning experience. Uh, I had an amazing time with them. Uh, but yeah, like just like time management, energy management, everything was a little challenging this week. But yeah, I'm, I feel great now. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's good to hear that you're feeling better. And um, yeah, and for joining us today, and it's your first time to be in Twitter space. So we, we, we love the opportunity. We have the honor, honor to host you. So okay. yeah, we have questions. Ed, how about you kick off everything? Hi again, Kay. This is Ed here. Uh, I wanted to uh, circle back to your OKC Thunder Girl career. Um, you recently announced on Twitter that after six years, as an OKC Thunder girl, you know, two stints from 2012 to 2014 and 2018 to 2022, you'll be starting a new chapter in your professional life. You briefly touched upon that, mentioning the audition coming up with the Washington. But before we talk about that, um, can you reflect on your time with the OKC Thunder girls? What was the most special part of that ex overall experience? I mean, you know, it's so first time I made a team was 2012, which is like 10 years ago. Um, 
in total, it was six. In total, it was six. But it feels like, you know, I've been part of this organization for a decade. Um, it's really hard mm. to find a, you know, one word to describe my experience with the Thunder. Um, but um, the Thunder really, or this community, OKC community, um, let me be part of this, you know, OKC community, like a family. I could get to part of this um like mm -hmm. i don't know it's just so special thing like being coming from nowhere um not speaking english well especially at the beginning um without family and friends um so yeah the community was amazing and i could have you know i couldn't have done this six season like successful season without um like people in oklahoma thunder fans my teammates coaches and everyone mm. so you really felt the uh community support and team support was very special exactly mm, yeah, that's great like, to hear. yeah i didn't have any any like i didn't know anyone in the okc area um i just you know wanted to become a thunder girl and then flew here um yeah so you know when i think about day one um yeah like local people really helped me to feel like this is my hometown okay one one quick follow-up question uh people that don't know why why did you choose to try out for the okc thunder girl team what led you from japan to that team can you briefly talk about yeah. that yeah um so when I started traveling across the United States before the tryout, I didn't have like specific team I really want wanted to be part of. Um, while I was stay in San Diego, I was trying to go to LA uh, just to see uh, NBA games. Um, and then I was on Amtrak. It's a it's a train. I'm traveling by myself, and mm -hmm. I met this group of Thunder thunder fans on the train and then they let me you know head to the arena together they bought me like train tickets and then they you know really like share they share their experience with the thunder um and i you know felt because they're really passionate about the team and they're really genuine nice uh fans and then they inspired me to try out for the thunder girl and then I wanted to, you know, be part of the organization who I care about. They care about, like, even they're stranger. Like, I'm, I was a stranger for them, but then they care about me. And then, um, like, those, you know, moments, like, memories with the Thunder fans that that made me try out for the Thunder Girls. Maybe I can ask a question here. Um, so, Kaysen, thanks for your response there. Um, hold on. <laughs> My baby. Do you have a baby? A lot. Uh, yeah, she's about seven months now, eight months. Oh, seven months. Oh, my she's, goodness. She's, Congratulations. She's 
<laughs> Maybe she'll be a dancer. We don't know. <laughs> she likes to dance. Listen to music. Um, so my question would be is, um, yeah, so the NBA court. So I was fortunate to actually visit um, the Madison, was Madison State Garden. Madison, Madison Square Garden. Yes. Madison, okay, in New Madison York? Madison Square Garden. In New York in 20, I think 2014 or 2015. Um, and I, oh, it, it was a good experience to work. Oh, yeah, I was living in New York for a couple of months for, for my previous amazing. work. Oh, wow. And I was I always wanted to watch an NBA game like live. And I remember the atmosphere and experience um, and the energy, like the energy that was from happening from the game. You have the fans, the players, the media, the stuff. It's an exciting atmosphere. So I wanted to ask you, Kaysan, like are there any performances or games that you can remember or meant a lot to you while you were at OKC? You know, I had like tons of games with my teammates and fans and of course the players. Um, but I, if I pick one game, it would be my first like regular season game <laughs> at Thunderbolt. Um, when I heard about like, you know, before, like pre pre-game entertainment, there is national anthem, there is like opening entertainment and um, yeah, just just to see the, the fans, uh, the court players and everything on court side, like a level, it's just, I felt it's unreal. You know, I've been dreaming about this and then I finally got to experience they could be part of any organization as a as a dancer and you know that was the beginning um so i still remember uh my first like game like a regular season game it's it was something memorable i would say that's pretty much yeah same as my experience i remember visiting Madison Square Garden for the first time to watch an NBA game. Um, I think that what what you mentioned there is like there's, there's lots of entertainment that's happening out throughout the whole experience. There's like the pregame routines, then in between like the timeouts and in the quarters, there's always like some dancing or some t-shirt giveaways. <laughs> there's always lots of fun yeah, stuff lots, happening. Lots of entertainment, so, especially for NBA, the basketball game. Um, not just you know pregame. There's like, Every single time it has a different um, entertainment for like sponsors or something for fans or, you know, dancers performing on the court or so many things happening uh, during the, throughout the game. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your response. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, obviously, like I think people watching these like dance routines like during you know the NBA timeouts and so on, I think many of us maybe wonder like how long it takes for them to you know become full polished routines. Could you tell us a little bit more about you know the how much time, how much training goes in preparing uh, these routines? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, not many people like you know people don't know how much we prepare for just for one routine um it's not like you know showing up on game day and then 
you know, getting ready for a game, like wearing uniforms or costumes and hair and makeup. Um, we practice usually three times a week, usually at night practice because a lot of dancers have uh, are full-time students or have a full-time job. Um, I have a coaching job um, outside of being a Thunder Girl. So um, the time is very limited. It's about two and a half or three hours um, learn new, learn, 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 hands replace like placement leg placement trying to you know make it look very um clean um and then set a formation on the third day and then game down next uh the next day it will be usually game day um so yeah three times a week usually two to three hours practice and yeah and then get ready for the game day Wow. <laughs> Kay, I have a follow-up question related to that. Um, as a young girl, you you were involved, I believe, in some ballet dancing and other types of dance uh, classes. How right. did that help? How did that help give you the base, you know, the base knowledge to be able to uh, maybe quickly learn these routines? Because like a lot of people might dance at like at a club or a party or a wedding, but that's a different kind of dancing than these very choreographed moves right so we sometimes we do freestyle movement for like a quick timeout but most of our routine is choreographed like edosan just said um so my dance background is classical ballet um so i before joining tibarote marines emma splash that's a dance team I had a basic skill, like a really basic skill, like how to, I knew how to turn or how to kick my leg, um, very basic dance skill. But the cheer or like a hip hop or jazz movement are like totally different from classical ballet movement. So I struggle a lot, but um, yeah, my background as a classical ballet dancer really helped me to learn dance routine uh, quickly. Um, but still, I, yeah, like NBA dancer versus Japanese dancers, cheerleaders. Like before joining Thunder Girl, I, I wasn't that good. Um, like in learning, when I speak about learning choreography, um, I really needed to really, um, you know, like practice. Mm -hmm. at home like outside of team practice i i really you know had to work like way harder than like you know me performing in japan so well i think that uh, when you perform in in Japan, you probably work just as hard, but in the United States, I know many uh, Japanese dancers in other uh, fields that also just work constantly um 
to improve their skills in different uh, types of dance. Uh, and so I can certainly understand what you're saying. But what about um, taking your your cheerleading uh, and sort of dancing and sort of the energy that you guys create by what you're doing for the audience? I, I understand you also might take it to some um, volunteer activities, maybe uh, with hospitals or schools or things. Right. Um, thank you for asking. Um, actually, that's one of, I mean, probably if I pick one thing, I really enjoy being a cheer, cheerleader or NBA dancer. Uh, that would be um, community appearances. Um, so when we don't have practice in game, um, we visit community like school and hospital, nonprofit organization or sponsor, like corporate um this type of thing. Um, before COVID pandemic, um, OKC Thunder, I mean, Thunder Girl used to make more than 200 community appearances in a, in one year. Wow. So <laughs> if you think about like 200 plus versus 41 yeah. home games, it's, you know, we are in community much more than being on the court. Um, yeah, so yeah, like at the audition, um, dance skill is not, you know, not only requirement. Um, those dancer needs to be like a good public, you know, has a good public communication skill, um, or not hesitate to start the conversation um, with fans at the arena or in the community. I think you guys just generate a ton of energy, uh, really positive energy. And I think uh, if I were a hospital or a school, I'd be wanting you. But I understand the constraints with Corona probably limit some of what you can do now. But, um, you know, I really my hat's off to you. Can you also tell us a little bit about um, how many Japanese women there have been working for like uh, NBA or NFL teams and uh, how you consider yourself as a role model for others who want to come after you? Because I know a lot of Japanese young women would like to do what you're doing. It's a dream to be, you know, using your energy to create that much positive force. Right. So I think currently there are, I think, four Japanese NBA dancers. I think four or five. Um, depends on the season. Um, um of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I always try to be a good role model for, for, you know, those girls who are pursuing their dream, not just, you know, being an NBA dancer, but, you know, just anything. Um, but yeah, before my time, like late nineties, early 2000, um, there are like some Japanese NFL cheerleaders, NBA dancers before me. And then they really inspire me, you know, like, Oh, they're Japanese, like born and raised in Japan, but trying out for what? Like NBA and NFL team. That's crazy. But they did it. Um, so if, you know, I don't have those role model, I probably didn't, you know, never thought about, you know, just, you know, come here and try out. Um, so I'm thankful for having those role models and also I, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing for next generation. Um, 
Do you have a chance right. to chat? Do you have a chance to talk to um, young Americans or Japanese girls, uh, and uh, you know, sort of give them advice about how to uh, follow this if this is one of their dreams, like it was yours? Yeah. Um, so after two seasons with the OKC Thunder, I retired and went back to Japan, um, and then I started uh, teaching in in a local studio in Tokyo. Um, so I met some young dancers who is, you know, trying to become a semi-pro dancer in Japan and also like, and like professional cheerleader in, in the United States. Um, and also I, I'm a dance team, uh, dance team, uh, director for the Albiax cheerleaders, which is based oh. in, um, Niigata. Um, That's so I, great. yeah, depends on the season we have. Um, between 10 to 20 girls on a team. Uh, so I, you know, get to men, like, you know, be supportive for them, being a mentor for them. Um, yeah, trying to inspire next generation. Go for it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm interested since you mentioned about, you know, uh, mentoring like young women in Japan who want to maybe like go to the United States and be a cheerleader. Like, could you maybe give us a feeling for, for those who are unfamiliar with what it's like to, uh, do cheerleading in Japan? Um, and, you know, you mentioned a little bit about how you struggled, for example, when you initially went to the United States, but, uh, you know, how, how does it compare? Um, so when I came to the U.S. for the first time, I was surprised that the dance style was very different. Um, it dance industry has a trend. So every year, every, you know, five year, uh, the trend is different. Um, and I feel like that speed is very fast. So I, I had to adjust to you know one one of the popular moves in mm -hmm. that year um also i think the dance style in the u.s is more like a powerful clean bigger um like i had to build my muscle to manage that movement mm -hmm. um uh, so that's one of the difference. Um, also, you know, you need to, if you are born, raised in Japan, Japanese is first language. Um, obviously, the language and the culture, there's language and cultural barrier. It kind of, I lost my confidence right after moving here because of those barriers. Uh, and dancers, they we need to be confident to be on the court, be in the uniform, um, being ambassador to you know NBA organization. Um, that that was one of the things I really struggle. Like a Japanese dancer needs to get through mm -hmm. one of the things. So, so what? So what would you tell like a young Japanese dancer who would want to approach that? Like what, what kind of concrete advice do you give them? Um, I'd be, you know, I, I imagine like, you know, they, they would really look up to you and want to hear what advice you have for these sort of things. Right. I would say, you know, try anything, you know, you're passionate about 
like be brave for anything what you're passionate about and you know not afraid being a failure uh, because it's just you know it's a learning process uh you need to fail to be successful person uh, i think as a japanese i when i was in japan i i felt just like a little pure pressure like a girl or a woman i i need to be i don't know like a certain type of person I need to, to modest or, or like, I don't know. Like I, I didn't really focus on thinking about myself, like what, what my purpose, what I want to be like. Um, I would say, you know, um, besides the language and culture barrier, I would say just, you know, do something out of comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great, that's message. A great message. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Kason, um, we were talking very briefly about your work as a as a coach and as a, a cheerleading mentor uh, with with Japan teams. After you came back to Japan, um, could you tell us a little bit about working as a dance team director for the Alborex cheerleaders? Uh, and with the Alborex, of course, they have the dance squads for basketball and soccer. Um, having said that, you were working, you continued to work for the Alborex when you moved back to the United States. And I'm interested in hearing for our listeners some information about how you worked remotely. Maybe some of the coaching was done on the Internet. And even you came back and visited, I believe, before the pandemic doing some off-season coaching and then clinics. Can you talk about this, the continuation of working for the Alborex over the last several years? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so I started, I started my coaching my job when I was in when Japan. Japan. Um, so, so, you know, it was in person. There's no issue. I visit Niigata at least twice a month um, for practicing games. And then I decided to audition for the NBA team again. And then thankfully, they let me to stay with the LBX organization. Um, so... You know, I started my journey as a virtual dance team director. Um, yeah, so most of the time I filmed a video of my choreography uh, with counts and with music so that girls can learn from the video. And we set up um, like an online practice so that I can see and then give them feedback. Um, also, I teach like regularly classes twice at least twice a week um it's more like open practice uh it's not like you know girls needs to be there every single time or anything it's just extra practice just you know work out with me or stretch with me um so yes it's really challenging um being part of like not teaching in person uh, but 
yeah, we still figure out, you know, the way we keep connecting, um, teaching and learning. Um, even we we can have an in-person practice and stuff. Um, yeah, so before COVID, I get to, I used to visit them at least two, three times as per season, uh, but now it's fully uh, online, uh, everything. I do everything virtually. Um, so it's been really challenging and I wish I could teach them in person and, you know, have a little conversation. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's what I do for now. I believe every team has different, sort of a little different process with the dance routine auditions and trying to trying to become a member of the dance squad. Uh, how different will it be for you uh, preparing for the Washington Wizards tryouts compared to the uh, OKC Thunder tryouts? So, like you said, every NBA team or dance team has a different format uh, for the process of selecting dancers for coming seasons. Um, so I believe I, I'm still, you know, trying to get all the information about uh, Washington Wizards audition. Uh, I'm flying to DC this weekend for a plex class. So hopefully I'll, you know, find out more details. Um, but I think basic format is kind of same. Um, I believe they start the process with a freestyle routine. So I think they just going to play music and then dancers going to do their own dance or routine, uh, whatever, you know, each dancer feel comfortable to do or do some tricks, uh, acrobats, if, you know, you're acrobatic dancers. Um, so that's going to be first round and then uh, move on to hip hop routine and jazz routine. Um, also, most of the team had an interview process. Uh, I've heard they're going to do virtual interview, not in person with the wizards. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything for uh, the audition process. Uh, and then after like final audition, um, those who those, you know, dancers who made it to uh, finals and they are going to training camp um and then they announce the final squad so it's going to be a little long process not like not like you know just you know you will find out your result after one or two days or anything like that and 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 most of the teams have a couple hundred or or more people trying out isn't that correct yes and for like those teams who host audition virtually they I believe they have like more than 200, like 300 or that, around that number. Well, good luck, Kason. And Galileo has some additional questions about some other related topics. Yes, yeah, so Kason, thanks for your answers and responses regarding cheerleading. It seems like you've had a really um, fruitful career. Um, you've worked immensely with 
with OKC Thunder and also in Japan. So it's very, very, um, it's very, very tough work, I imagine. But yeah, we're looking forward to um, your your future. Um, hopefully, oh, in, thank with you. I wanted to talk about wellness. Um, so maybe to perform at your high level and with consistency throughout a long season. And also, again, working between Japan and the U.S. Um, maybe you could share with some of the, with our listeners, what are some of your habits or r- your rules you have for your body and mind to be, to be well and to be healthy? Well, I have like some routine to keep myself healthy. Um, for example, I like tea, like a chamomile tea before bed. Uh, I like to read before bed. I like to have like something smell nice, like lavender, you know, oil, um, or like taking a bath or something make me relax at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, like during the season, it's the schedule is very hectic and dancers have lots of night practice and night games. Um, and also I have a job in Japan. I need to, you know, stay awake for those work with Japan. Um, so sleep schedule is really having a good sleep habit is very challenging for me. Uh, but I think sleep is one of the most very important thing to stay healthy for anybody. Um, so when I feel tired or when I feel I don't know, like feel not like I'm happy. I always make sure um, to have a good sleep, enough sleep between six to eight hours. Um, also, food is very important, uh, not just to eat, you know, food. Um, I try to eat like lots of vegetables and fruits and good protein source like chicken, beef, fish. Mm. um trying to think about like you know good balance um yeah i think those two things sleep and eat well yeah that was actually going to be my next question was like you know after a tough day at work or practice or it's the end of a working week um my question was going to be what's your best way to recover and regenerate yourself Well, to recover from, like, after practice, I I always have, a, you know, try to get a good nutrition. If I don't have appetite from stress at practice or games, I, at least I'll try to get a protein, like, make a protein shake mm-hmm. with, you know, protein powder, uh, cashew milk. I really like cashew milk. Um, and then add some of, like, frozen berries in it, uh, and chia seed, uh, something light, uh, but very good nutrition, has a good nutrition. Uh, but again, like sleep is very important like to me. Um, I, I always try to have a good sleep as much as I can. I might have to send you a message after this Twitter space for some of your <laughs> recipe recommendations for. Oh yeah, 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 for, for sure. Um, I want to maybe touch on quite a bit of a serious subject. Um, as you know, in Japan, the former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated just a week ago now. 
And not in just in Japan, but people all, all over the world have expressed their shock and sadness with his passing. Um, so this is another wellness-related question. Um, so what's your advice for people who are going through a hard time like this? Um, they might be feeling, you know, unmotivated, or you know, they're feeling under the pressure of their 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 sadness or feeling like no energy. What what's your usual advice for for people to you know to to get motivated or to feel um, to get to get genki? Right. Um, so yeah, I was also I was in shock uh, when I heard about the news. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Um, but yeah, one thing I did uh, was to share feelings. It's it's okay to be vulnerable. Um, just share, you know, how I felt after hearing that news. Um, you know, with someone close to me, like family, close friends, um, whoever I felt comfortable to share my feeling or being vulnerable in front of them. Um, also, like during COVID pandemic, it was, I was mentally, um, I wasn't really healthy mentally. Um, I lost my workout routine, work routine, everything. I was scary about the this you know virus um and that during that time what i did was to just to you know find something make me happy um like during the season i usually uh limit the food i eat like eat less carbs or you know my mindset is like oh i can't eat burger i can't eat pizza i can't eat ice cream every day um for example um but yeah like you know when you're depressed or upset or sad um just to find a little happiness you know do something what makes you happy and it, you don't have to you know push yourself to stay motivated or do better than usual uh it's okay to you know just being okay um um yeah that's that's my advice it's really helpful advice yeah and it's also a good reminder you know just to to reach out to people who mean something to you and to speak with them and catch up with them because they might be going through the same thing and i also um, relate to having good nutrition because if you look after your body it'll you know make you feel energy and have like you feel make you feel better make you feel good so yeah there's something i'm very conscious about recently um and it's good to hear about um that you you're very conscious about um eating the right food to make you feel a certain way so thanks for the advice i think ed has oh, one more question for you we were we were talking about the uh your 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 learning about wellness and how it affects and impacts your life and your work um and I'm curious, have you learned about wellness from other cheerleaders or athletes who have given you helpful advice? And um, can you share any tips that you've learned about wellness that you haven't mentioned before, you know, in the last few minutes? Anderson, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think about uh, like previous cheerleader who advised me about wellness, but I can't think of anyone 
my my mother, my sister, oh, I I always talk about health, men, mental health, physical health with them. Um, but I think I've learned how to stay healthy mentally, physically from my experience. Um, and I'm trying to explain myself well. Um, I'm not the person who has, you know, who is confident all the time or enthusiastic all the time. Um, I'm very, my personality, if I describe my personality, I'm really shy person. I'm afraid of trying something new. Um, so, you know, being in this environment as a, like Asian or Japanese, a non, uh, like English speaker. I mean, I speak English, but, but my first language is Japanese. Um, you know, I always, I'm, I'm not sure, like, you know, I, am I enough to be in this group or be on the team? That's something, you know, I, I need to fight for those, um, little emotions constantly. Um, so I always, you know, talk to myself, like you are enough and you're doing great. Um, and when you, you know, feel upset or depressed. Um, it's okay to have a rest. Um, it's okay not to, you know, socialize every single day. Um, you know, when you have you need to be alone, you can have alone time. Uh, so yeah, just you know, learning from my experience. You know, just to you know, trying to figure out what works for me, what works the best for me. I think everyone, you know, everyone has a different, um, like, solution to stay healthy. Um, but, yeah, I, I've learned from my experience. Well, thank you for sharing that and for your honest and Also, uh, also, also I, I, don't, I don't really listen to every, everyone every <laughs> time because, uh, you know, everyone is different. It's okay. Uh, to be different from others. Kaysan, I just wanted to say thank you for your time and speaking with us today. We uh, appreciate your um, you appreciate your time and sharing us with us your career, and we we value your contribution to um, for making Japanese like cheerleading um, you know grow and evolve. Um, your from what we, we heard today, you're extremely busy while you're working with OKC Thunder, you were like directing and, um, you know, coaching in Japan as well. So you're, you're making a big investment, not with just the current generation of Japanese entertainment, but also we can see that's for the future, future generation as well. Um, so we wish you good luck for your next um, journey endeavor and your auditions. Um, but before we, we go, do you have any announcements or anything you'd like to share with our listeners? I wish I had, uh, but I have nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I will be on the road for the next two weeks, um, going to DC and taking prep classes for the audition. And audition starts on, tw on the 24th. Uh, it's going to be a week long process. So yeah, sending me a good vibes uh, on Twitter or any social media. 
Uh, and thank you so much for, you know, having me today and um, giving me this platform to share my experience. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Yes, and we're looking forward to yeah, in the next few weeks. Um, so everyone, please follow K Hirata-san on Twitter or Instagram. Maybe you'll see some of her photos of her road trip and some of the preparation leading up to to her auditions. Um, but it's also just good to see what her life is like in the US um, and with what she does. So listeners, thank you for joining us today. Follow us, Japan Forward, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel, and this Twitter space will be um, republished on Spotify and Apple Music. So make sure you subscribe to that as well. At Japan Forward, we're looking for contributors and writers. Get in contact with us if you want to submit a written piece. Let us know if you can translate English to Japanese or vice versa. If there's any other skill set you have that you think would add value to our vision, please don't hesitate to get in touch. We'll do this again, um, hopefully next week so keep an eye out on twitter for the announcement thank you to everyone have a good night k-san and have a good rest of the week thank you for listening to the real issues real voices real japan podcast by japan forward visit our website for more information regarding our podcast and other news on japan catch you next time